Daily Dribble. Welcome back to the Daily Dribble podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet, here back, fit and firing for another massive instalment. Tell you what, this is going to be a fun episode. I'm looking, I've been looking forward to doing this one all week. I had a lot of fun planning it during the week. Um, and I, I reckon you guys will get a bit of a kick out of this, especially if you're a fantasy NBA player out there. Um, I'll touch on that a little more shortly. Uh, guys, before we get into today's episode, a big shout out to both the Spotlight Sports Network and the cover, keeping us keeping us viral, keeping us in the forefront of people's minds in the US, in Australia. Uh, we certainly appreciate all their love and support, continuing to showcase not only our work, but other aspiring content creators out there. Uh, so a big thank you to both of those entities once again. As always, be sure to stay up to date with all of our socials, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. Uh, as the action starts to get closer, now we're about two and a half weeks out from the tip-off for the NBL season, five or six weeks there for the NBA. But the news is starting to ramp up, starting to build. You can feel it in the air. Um, so be sure to stay up to date with all those all those platforms so you get the news as soon as it breaks. In addition to subscribing wherever you listen to the show, whether that's YouTube, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, guys, hit that subscribe button or follow button uh, so you never miss another episode and you get this news as soon as it breaks. Guys, let's get into some odds and ends today. Let's start with the news that came out the other day regarding uh, Phoenix Suns owner Robert Sava. Now, it really has probably been, it's been about 12 months, this ongoing investigation um, due to inappropriate workplace misconduct. Um, it's finally come to light the punishment that he's been served. So Sava there has been fined $10 million. He's been suspended for a year from the Phoenix Mercury there. And the Phoenix Suns, um, and he's also going to have to undergo kind of like counselling. Um, so he's got a, a pretty hefty punishment there. Um, as I said, this was running rampant throughout the start of last season. Uh, it didn't affect their on-court performance too much. Yet now that that toxicity is gone out of the organisation for twelve months at least, hopefully they can flourish on and off the court. Now, if you weren't familiar with the actual uh, incident itself. Uh, there, as I said, an extensive investigation, hundreds of people interviewed and things of the kind, and it was all surrounding uh, Sava's, to male and female colleagues, um, really inappropriate conduct physically and verbally. Um, so hopefully now that he's out of the fold, it's just a better working environment because it was quite a dark cloud that hung over the franchise's head uh, for a few months there. But for me, I probably wouldn't be surprised to see the Phoenix Suns up for sale in the very near future, uh, I think with this kind of punishment and this kind of almost disgrace to his name, well, it is disgrace to his name, uh, that, yeah, it wouldn't come as a surprise to see the Phoenix Suns up for sale very, very soon. Uh, let's move ahead to the team that knocked them out in the Western Conference semifinals last year, uh, the Dallas Mavericks. Now, they've brought back a key cog of that particular team there uh, that, that did Phoenix in, did a real number on them. Uh, they've brought back Maxi Kleber on a fully guaranteed three-year extension worth $33 million. Uh, he had his worst shooting percentage uh, of, of his career last season. Um, but in the playoffs, he averaged nine points, four and a half rebounds, one assist, and he was 43.5% off the bench from three. Um, now, despite his struggles in the regular season, if you're getting that kind of productivity off the bench, uh, that's huge, and it's it's certainly a very warranted extension, and I think it's key for the Mavs as they start to build into a top-tier team in the West. 
that they keep that continuity. So I've got uh, no qualms with that. Three years, 33 million, 11 million a season. You know, he'll come off the bench once again, but he does give them flexibility if they wanted to play a smaller ball uh, lineup to start in the five. Um, and that versatility, I think, for them, especially moving forward, is key. Um, so Maxi Kleber, three years, $33 million. Fair play. Fair play. I think that's a good contract for him, and I think it's very, very team-friendly as well. So uh, everybody wins here. Now, a player that we probably didn't speak enough about a couple of weeks ago in regards to the Jazz-Cavs trade surrounding Donovan Mitchell was Laurie Markinen. Now, he, I think, is... He, he, he showed flashes. In his time with the Bulls, he showed flashes. Um, I know he copped quite a bit of flack with the Cavs. He, he hasn't lived up to his expectations as of yet. But I'm really hoping that while the Euro basket's currently on, um, he's been suiting up for Finland there. And uh, I tell you what, the other day in their round of 16 game versus Croatia, he dropped 43 points, nine rebounds, three assists, had zero turnovers. Um, in a game in which Finland beat Croatia 94 to 86. Now, it's the first time the team has made the quarterfinals since 1967. But I tell you what, could this, it's an interesting point, seeing these kind of these players, I know Dennis Schroeder balled out the other day for Germany, um, all these other players that aren't big, big name players in the NBA, seeing them flourish on the international stage. For Markinen in particular, could this kind of be the catalyst I guess that installs that confidence and belief in him. Um, and hopefully, like, he's going to get heaps of opportunity in Utah there just with the way their trajectory, or I guess how their team's probably expected to go this season, the pieces they've currently got. Uh, he's going to get a big opportunity to prove himself. As I said, 43 and 9 on zero turnovers. If that doesn't put belief and confidence into your abilities, I don't know what will. Um, so fair play to him. And to be honest, it, I think there's the potential in six months' time that not only on on myself, but other podcasters, other news outlets out there, uh, that we undervalued the impact that Laurie Markkinen will have. Um, as I said, it was a, a lot of the talk was around the draft picks and Sexton going back to the Jazz. Not too much was made of Markkinen, but if he can start to flourish into the player we've seen little flashes of, uh, it'll be a key key piece there for the Jazz's rebuild. So. Fair play to him. 43 points, nine rebounds, zero turnovers, nothing to sneeze at. Guys, pencil in your calendars October 4th and October 6th, only a couple of weeks away now. We are going to get the opportunity to see the top two draft prospects in next year's class face up against one another. Now, Victor Wembenyama, who we've spoken about a little bit over the, over the course of the last couple of months, and Scoot Henderson will face off in a set of exhibition games in Las Vegas. Now, I tell you what, for Wembenyama, Zion, yeah, okay. I'm trying to think. I don't think there's ever been a player who's been more highly touted at this point in time. Uh, people are expecting him to be a generational talent, probably well, not really seen before in the league. Seven foot four, I believe he is. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I believe seven foot four. So he makes Shet look small. Um, as I said the other week, the key thing for him will be health. If he can stay healthy, can stay on the court, uh, the ceiling is really as limitless for him. Um, and for Scoot Henderson, I know he struggled a little bit from three over the last season or so, but uh, now analysis out there absolutely love him. So 
This is going to be a tantalizing matchup. As I said, the 4th and 6th of October, the top two draft prospects, Victor Wembenyama and Scoot Henderson, in a matchup for the ages, and a matchup hopefully we'll see a lot more of over the coming decade. Pencil it in. Guys, just on the NBL front, a quick point here. Uh, there's been a couple of preseason hitouts over the course of the last week. Just wanted to make note that the imports coming in this season, they're not here to muck around. Now, on last week's show, I delved into uh, my NBL predictions for the upcoming season. I did my predicted standings, MVP, players I was most keen to see, blah, 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 all that good stuff. Be sure to check it out if you haven't already. Um, and I, I mentioned, in particular, I mentioned Rajon Tucker. He was the player I was most excited to see this coming season. Uh, he dropped 28 points, nine rebounds, and assist versus the Brisbane Bullets. Um, as well, in addition to Justin Robinson of Illawarra dropping 26 points, four rebounds, two assists versus the Breakers. And Craig Randall, the second for Adelaide there, dropping 29 points, eight rebounds, and four assists versus Perth. Now, they're just three cases that we've seen over the last week or so. But the imports coming in this season, I know for the for the Jack Jumpers, we've got a bit of a look at Rashad Kelly, Milton Doyle. Uh, we know what Josh Majette can do. But just a couple of names to keep an eye out for. And and this is what you want. When you when you're a franchise and you sign an import player, you expect big things. You expect, I guess, immediate return on investment. And I tell you what, so far so good in preseason. These blokes are living up to it. So um, as I said, two and a half weeks out from the season tipping off, that anticipation is continuing to build. I'm pumped to say the least. Um, as I said last week, check it out if you haven't already. But I really think it's going to be a really even league. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of teams in and around the mix, especially with the integration of the playing format this year. Uh, I can't wait. So pencil it in, guys. The first game, I believe, is October the 1st. So what are we? That's two weeks away. Look out. Okay, guys, let's move ahead. Oh, no, I've, I've lost the plot. My music system's gone. The Daily Dribble. Yeah, it probably wasn't worth me trying to orchestrate that to for the little uh, little drum there. Uh, nevertheless, guys, let's move ahead. As I said, now this is a point I've wanted to do for the last couple of weeks. Kind of ties in with my episode a few weeks ago regarding hidden gems. Well, this is essentially hidden gems for fantasy players out there. Now, a lot of you play fantasy leagues out there. A lot of, oh, some of you may have been in one of our leagues before. Fair play to you if you have been. Um, but these are players that I think can probably impact your team that aren't your big-name players. So I'm not going to mention Curry, Jokic, Giannis, all those big-name players. These are kind of the players lesser talked about that I think pr probably, you know, middle to back end of the draft are going to provide real value for your team. So, um, guys, if you're not a fantasy player out there, I think these this will still provide pretty beneficial, uh, just highlighting some players to keep an eye out for this season. Now. I've got five names here. I've got five names here, five names that, you know, everything going to plan. Uh, hopefully I'll get a hold of at least two or three um, in my upcoming draft. So uh, looking forward to that. Guys, if you are a fantasy player out there and you are looking to be in a league, um, I'm just in the process of setting mine up at the minute. Rowan Lee will be in it. Uh, the blokes from the fifth and dribble, hopefully. A couple of other names have already reached out to me. But if you're a fantasy NBA player out there, and you're interested in getting involved, send me a DM. Send the Daily Dribbler DM, whether it's on Facebook or Instagram. 
um, and we'll uh, we'll see what we can do. I think we're thinking about this year now. I love fantasy sports, whether it's fantasy Premier League for the EPL there, um, Super Coach for AFL, you know, fantasy basketball. I love it. I'm always you know front and center of any uh, any league there. Uh, yet I know a lot of people I do it with after the first couple of weeks, if things aren't going to plan, they just seem to bundle out. They seem to drop out. So I'm going to make the point that if you're interested in joining our, our fantasy league, stick to the cause. I think we're thinking about making it a maybe an entry fee this year, like 20, 25 bucks, whatever the case may be. Um, winner takes all. So it might be a prize pool of you know a couple of hundred dollars there uh, just to keep people invested. Um, now, who doesn't love the chance to win money? I know I certainly do. All right, guys, let's get into these five players. I will start first with from the Utah Jazz, Walker Kessler. Now, he was a piece uh, drafted this year. I uh, was the twenty, the number 22 pick in this year's draft. Uh, he was a piece of that trade from the Cavs, or the Cavs drafted him. He was a piece that went over to the Jazz. Um, and I just think with the route the franchise is going, He's going to get all the opportunities in the world. He's a big, so he'll fill that void left by Rudy Gobert. Uh, last year with Auburn, he uh, he averaged 11.5 points, eight rebounds, a steal a game, but four and a half blocks. So I'll just repeat that. 11.5 points, eight rebounds, one steal a game, but was also dropping four and a half blocks a game in college. That's That's unbelievable. That is huge, and if he were to do that in the NBA, that is bulk points right there. Now, his field goal percentage was around 70% last year. I think he offers great value towards the back end of your board. Um, he's certainly probably not going to be your first-choice center, but I think, you know, as a backup center, um, I think he's going to get heaps of opportunity. As I said, Donovan Mitchell gone now, Rudy Gobert gone. Still talk of Mike Conley, Bogdanovich, Clarkson all on the way out as well just fully clearing house and starting from rock bottom. Um, you know, I, I think they'll invest a lot of time and effort into Kessler there. Uh, and I think there's a potential with what he's shown in college. He could be one of their new cornerstones moving forward. Um, he's going to get good points on good percentage. If he can get around, you know, in my head, I'm thinking if he could average 13 points, eight rebounds, you know, two blocks, as your backup center, you would be absolutely delighted. Now, depends how you do it with your league. Now, I know you can do different scoring formats. Um, I know in the league we've done before, it values high field goal percentage. It values blocks and steals. Um, so I think on that basis, if your league's similar, he's a, he's a great pick, Walker Kessler. And again, it's probably a name that not too many people were familiar with. As I said, the 22 pick in this year's draft, often by about the 15 to 20 mark, people kind of tap out and lose focus a little bit of the draft. Um, but I think at the number 22 spot there, take a chance on him. I certainly will be if he's available in that last pick or two and I need another centre. Uh, he's he's going to be a, a nice addition to my team, hopefully. Let's move ahead to the Washington Wizards. I've got Monte Morris. Now, he was traded in the offseason from the Nuggets to the Wizards um, in that KCP deal. Um, I think he's a player who's set to flourish this season. 27 years old. Um, I think, firstly, his excitement to play with Kyle Kuzma. Now, 
they they grew up together and that was always their dream for them to kind of one day link up in the NBA. That moment's finally arrived and and for those guys, you know, if you've had that dream since a young age and it's finally come to fruition, their energy, excitement, the chemistry they'd already have established, uh, you know, bears nothing but fruitful from the word go, I think. Uh, last season he posted career-high stats, uh, career-highs in all major counting stats there. Uh, so 12.5 points, three rebounds, four and a half assists, all in 29 minutes a game. Uh, but I think, so 29 minutes a game, that's, that is solid. That is solid. But I think for the Wizards, I expect these minutes and his output to continue to increase. Um, you look at who's on this team. We're looking at Bradley Bill, Porzingis, Kuzma. Um, you know, they're probably the big three who are going to occupy the ball. Rui Hachimura, Denny Advia. You know, probably not going to be handling it or doing too much with it. Um, so those three, Bill, Porzingis, and Kuzma, I think will occupy a lot of the defense, their attention. Um, so I think it will enable Morris to kind of fly under the radar, as a lot of these names will in their respective teams. But I think fly under the radar and just give you, he's not going to put, he's not going to give you outstanding numbers. I think he's going to give you really solid numbers. You know, as I said last year, 12 and a half, three, four and a half. If he can get close to, or he's, he's really the only point guard on this squad, the only true point guard on this squad. So he should get a big opportunity um, to not only get big numbers or solid numbers, but get himself paid as well, which is a huge motivator for players out there. You know, I'm looking at, you know, probably 14, 4 and 5. Serviceable. Really, really solid there as a backup point guard in your squad. Um, as all these players are, they're probably not going to be in your first couple of picks. But as I said, in that middle of the draft, the back end of the draft, offer plenty of value. So what have we had? We've had Walker Kessler and Monte Morris thus far. Let's move ahead to my third player. I tell you what, it's almost like a weekly occurrence now, but big shout out to our main man, our resident Bulls fan, Apex. Um, Caleb, mate, I've I've got no doubt we'll have you in the league once again this year. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised to see you pick up this player at one stage or another. Now, I've gone Pat Williams here of the Chicago Bulls. Uh, spent most of last season on the sidelines due to wrist surgery. But on his return, he only played in the final six regular season games, in addition to the five playoff games versus the Bucks. Over these 11 games, he averaged 14 points, six rebounds, a tick over an assist a game, nearly a block, and a steal each game on very healthy shooting splits. He went at 53% from the field, 47% from three, and 78% from the line. Now, tell you what, that is that is super solid. 53, 47 from three, and 78 from the line. You know, despite them going down in game five to the Bucks, um, in game four and five, he had back-to-back 20-point efforts. And it kind of, for me and a lot of people out there, showcased a side of him that we weren't too familiar with seeing. We know what a menace and what what a presence he has on that defensive end. Um, but the offensive side of his game was lacking. Yet, as I said, this 11-game stretch, and in particular those last couple of games of the playoffs versus the Bucks, there, really showcased what a well-rounded game he has. Um, I think he's, you know, as I said, that offensive side, it's been typically overshadowed by that defensive acumen he's got. Um, yet I think if he can stay healthy, and that being a big, big key here, if he can stay healthy, he'll be a key, key cog for this team. Now, 
as I said, Lonzo Ball not likely to start the season. Um, hopefully Caruso will come back fit and healthy. Zach Levine there, DeMar Rosen, the Vooch. Um, it's a team. It's a team that would be hoping to lock in a top six spot, a guaranteed playoff spot. Now, if you look at the teams, we've we've done this a few times, but if you rattle through, you know the top teams in the East, you've got the the Heat, 76ers, the Bucks, Philly. Oh no, I've said them. So sorry, Bucks, Heat, 76ers. You could argue the Cavs, Nets, Celtics. Um, you know. Raptors, arguably, Hawks. Are they a team that fits into the top six? I don't know. Um, I've, I, I think for me, if I was to make a prediction at the moment without going too much into their depth charts and, you know, all that kind of other things, I would say they're a playing team at the moment. Um, but I think if there to be any hope of guaranteeing them a spot, guaranteeing themselves a spot in the playoffs... Uh, Pat Williams is going to have to be huge on both ends of the floor. If he can, you know, I, I see him averaging 15, 6, and 3, um, plus a block and a steal a game. Hopefully he can continue those tidy shooting percentages. Um, I expect them to go close to a playoff spot. He's going to have to be big, though. And for a fantasy, from a fantasy perspective, having a guy that's great on both ends of the floor, huge. Um, as I said, I know our league values that, values blocks and steals highly. Um, so I, I think he'd be a fantastic pick. I, I'm not anticipating that I'll be able to pick him up. I think by the time he probably fits into my, the kind of the scope of my team, he'll probably will have been off the board. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's you, Apex, that takes him, mate. Uh, let's move ahead to my fourth player here, Kate Cunningham from the Detroit Pistons. Now, I've seen a lot of people over the course of the last couple of weeks saying that Sadiq Bay is probably the guy they want. Um, I, I disagree with that. I disagree with that. I think Cunningham offers tremendous values. Probably not in that top couple of picks, but in the middle, he offers great value. Last season, stats of 17.5 points, 5.5 rebounds, 5.5 assists, tick over a steal a game, all whilst going 84.5% from the free throw line. Uh, for the Pistons, they're building. They're slowly building. They're not quite there yet, uh, but a huge part of this rebuild and kind of that that franchise cornerstone there is Cunningham. The continued progression of him will de- will be dependent on how far the Pistons go and how quickly they go. Um, as I said, there's players like Bay, Duran coming in, all these other young names coming up through the ranks, but it does depend on what Cunningham does. Now, I think with more competent players on this squad now, um, the younger players developing more so, I think he should have a higher assist rate whilst also getting better looks for himself. Um, I, I love Cunningham at six foot six, two hundred. Oh, what is he, around 220 pounds? Um, he has the size and speed to get to the rim, which is great, which is great for all fantasy players. As I said, our league values defensive you know, defensive blocks and steals and things of the kind. It also values field goal percentage. Um, and with his ability to get to the rim, it bodes so well. He shoots a great percentage in and around the rim. Um, as well as his stroke continues to build, it was 31 and a what were we? 31 and a half percent it was last year from three. If that can see a bit of an uptick this season, 41 and a half percent from the field, 
if both those categories can see an uptick this season, um, he's great value. And I expect them to. You always see a jump. The jump is – there's normally a little bit of a jump from college into their first year, but the big jump for players' progression comes from years one to two. Uh, so I, I reckon if he could sit close to 48% from the field, you know, 35 36% from three, you would be laughing. Um, I'm just – the thing that concerns me – not concerns me, but to be mindful of is the turnovers. Uh, he was a tick under four turnovers a game last season. If he could get that around two or so, um, as I said, great value. I wouldn't be surprised to see him averaging 20 points, six rebounds, six assists, uh, you know, a steal a game. Uh, as I said, everything will go through him. Um, and as these players progress, as I said, these young names, these these budding stars as part of the Detroit rebuild, uh, it should enable him to clock up more assists and get better looks for himself. So. I don't know. I'm just uh, sorry. I'm just weighing up in my head as on the on the fly here. How many players in their second year get most improved? Now, often as I said, it kind of goes with the territory that between years one and two, you will have a jump. Um, I'm just thinking. I reckon he could almost be a bit of a pick for for most improved, and I think that'll tie in with how the Pistons will improve. I think it'll tie in with how he improves on the court and off the court as a leader as well. Um, I think now he's got through that rookie campaign, we'll really start seeing marshal the troops. Um, and the Pistons are a team, I think they're, they're going to be a fringe playing team, probably around that 11 to 12 mark, I reckon. Uh, but they'll certainly be a lot more competitive than they have been in recent seasons. Let's move ahead to my fifth and final player there. I've got Bones Highland from the Denver Nuggets. Now, I love this guy. Or is it I just love his name? I'm not too sure. Either way, um, despite Jamal Murray coming back this season with the losses, as I mentioned, Monte Morris to the Wizards and Austin Rivers heading to the Wolves, uh, the Nuggets are pretty thin on guards. So I think he should get heaps of opportunity to run that second unit and start on occasions. Uh, We saw him do both last season to great effect. Last season, he averaged 19 minutes a game across 69 games, um, but I certainly expect that to push towards the mid-20s this season. Uh, he averaged 10 points, two and a half rebounds, tick under three assists a game, yet in the 30, he played 33 games with at least 20 minutes, which is more around the mark I expect him to have this season. He averaged 14 and a half points, four assists and three and a half rebounds all while shooting 47% from the field, 42% from three, and 82% from the line, all whilst shooting two and a half triples a game. Um, And he had six games of at least 20 points and ended the year as one of only eight rookies to average double digits in points. Now, that was all a bit of a blur and a mouthful, so I'll just repeat the key point in that. 33 games with at least 20 minutes. 14 and a half points, tick under four assists and three and a half rebounds. Now, as I said, I reckon he'll be in and around the 25 to 26 minutes a game type, type mark this season. Um, I think that is a better accurate representation of where he'll be at. If he's averaging you know, 
Uh, 16, 17 points, four assists, four rebounds, doing it on healthy percent shooting percentages. I expect him to to be a fantastic pickup at the back end of your draft. And I wouldn't be surprised to see him kind of start, especially in that first part of the season, start quite a few games. I think they'll try and ease Murray back into the fold. Um, there's no sense, especially with the talent they've got in Jokic, Porter Jr., Murray. They're going to be a playoff team. So I think it's probably prudent that they just ease Murray in. Um, and that's where Bones Highland comes in. I think he's going to get ample opportunity. Um, and I tell you what, with a name like that, you can't help but root for the guy, can you? So, guys, there you have it. There are my five players worth a shot on your fantasy team this season. We had Walker Kessler from the Jazz, Monte Morris from the Wizards, Pat Williams from the Bulls, Cade Cunningham from the Pistons, and Bones Highland from the Denver Nuggets. Guys, let me know what you think of those five players. Are they going to get a spot on your team this season? Or is it just going to be me that has them and gets the uh, gets to uh, to laugh at you all when you missed out at the end? Guys, as I said, it's been a massive week. Ball is just around the corner. You can you can you can start to smell it in the air, can't you? In particular, the NBL there. Um, I'm I'm absolutely buzzing. Uh, I have to to be honest. I have to start getting my NBL fantasy team ready as well. Um, but guys, let me know what you think of those players. If you were interested in joining our fantasy league. Send me a DM. Send it quick, though, because we've got very limited spots. We want to keep it pretty pretty small, pretty niche there. Um, just because when we do our draft, it's normally a couple of hour process as it is with, you know, 10 to 12 blokes. Um, but if we have too many more entrants, God damn, you can pencil out the rest of your day. Um, but if you do want a spot in those ranks, send me a DM. Let me know what you think of those picks, which one you're going to try and snavel off me, um, and we'll go from there, guys. As always, be sure to stay up to date with all of our socials, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. Subscribe wherever you listen to the show. And guys, as a favor to me, said it the last couple of weeks, if you haven't done it already, if you've got friends out there who are basketball fans, let them know about the podcast. Share the love. We love having any and all new listeners um, from any corner of the globe. So send them our way, guys. Now, big shout out the other day uh, to my main man, Ro, there. Happy birthday for the other day, brother. 28 years old. Um, I think might have been expecting the fellas back for this week's episode, but I know Rose off to Sydney uh, for the AFL preliminary finals there. Sydney Swans against Collingwood. Mate, as this one goes to air, uh, uh, you'll probably be in Sydney. Um, but my fingers are crossed for you, pal. I hope the Swans get up um, and it's a happy flight back. But, uh, you know, happy birthday, mate. Be sure to have a couple of beers. I know we're going away in a couple of weeks' time to Queensland. Uh, so we'll be sure to, uh, to celebrate appropriately then. Guys, take care. Have a fantastic week and start getting yourself amped up because, as I said, all is just around the corner. Guys, take care.